Showed you Shaglay, a smiley I'm sure as your halter. She Robert the Carcelach Mish. Hello, I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to a packed edition of Shaglay. Taitasti Heed, Museum 100, the 8th Manx Bard, Michael Manning, and His Excellency the Lieutenant Governor, Sir John Lorimer. Tashpinus Etchildus Tullyu, an exhibition of etchings and more, Charlotte Jane Henry. As an Hoosh, Feed Heed as Jesus Feed, and the Koosh 2022, and Grenada Ruth Kegingel. From the official opening of the Museum 100 exhibition, we hear a poem by 8th Manx Bard Michael Manning, and His Excellency the Lieutenant Governor Sir John Lorimer outlines the background to the opening of the Manx Museum in Douglas on the 2nd of November 1922. This poem is called Tai Tashti Vanin. This is the treasure house, a century and more of growing house, a stone hearth with the old songs glowing house, voices on the sea and fields in sowing house. This is the treasure house, a bearing witness across time and space house, days bound into a greater story find their place house, Flint and cross of ancient faith and race house. This is the treasure house. Creatures of the wind and weather house. Bright beauty of the gorse and heather house. Loss and loves and lives together house. This is the treasure house. The children's dance of pleasure house. The bliss of wandering in leisure house. A nation's mark and measure house. This is the treasure house. This is my house, your house, our house. Come on in. As you've heard, the Manx Museum opened on the 2nd of November, 1922, and it's the centenary celebration. Philippa and I have had a preview And without giving away any secrets, it's a fantastic, wonderful exhibition. And if I could just say, through you, Katie, well done to everyone. And a magnificent exhibition, in dare I say, a magnificent museum. But if you look at the archives, the foundation of the Manx Museum and the Ancient Monument Trustees in 1886, and the Manx Museum building itself here in 1922 it wasn't quite as easy as you might think. In the 1860s, there was little appreciation or understanding of the uniqueness of the Isle of Man's heritage. There was no national museum. Whilst Manx scholars were working hard to research and protect the cultural heritage of the Isle of Man, some Manx people felt that their own history was so insignificant that the idea of a national museum caused hilarity. Surely, some said, there could be nothing of cultural significance to fill even one small room. It was an uphill battle for those wishing to protect the island's unique heritage. Now, they were definitely given a boost by Lieutenant Governor Sir Henry Locke, 
who valued the uniqueness of the island and appointed a commission in 1878 to study the archaeological sites of the island. This resulted in the formation of the Isle of Man Natural History and Antiquarian Society in 1879, led by Manx Scholar and the first curator of the Manx Museum, Mr. PMC Commode. Now, these scholars devoted themselves to rescuing and explaining the island's heritage. Their work uncovered such astounding artefacts that people did start to take knowledge and an act of Tynwald established the Museum and Ancient Monuments Trustees in 1886. And the trustees' mission was to preserve the Isle of Man's cultural heritage and to build a national museum. So, so began a 30-year struggle to find a permanent home for the national connection. The next lieutenant gunner involved in this story was Lord Henneker, Lord John Henneker, at the turn of the century. Now, it appears that he was frustrated at how long it was taking to establish a national museum and the lack of impetus from government, obviously not like today. <laughs> oh, golly, careful. <laughs> Nothing worse than ad-libbing, is there? <laughs> um, he tabled a tunnel debate in 1896 to get a grip, really, and to further the agenda, and argued that museums should be properly funded by Tinwald. He was also frustrated that any cultural assets found on the island could be taken off-island, and any treasure trove would be taken by the British Museum, as was the case when a Viking treasure hoard was uncovered in 1894. So let me quote Lord Henneker from a debate in Tinwald on the 16th of December, 1896. So he said, we are constantly losing not only antiquities, but specimens connected with the island, which might be of the greatest possible use from an educational point of view. There could be no doubt a national museum would be a great advantage to the island, and as Manxmen, they ought to feel rather ashamed of not having one. What we need is a habitation for these things, a place where people having objects to hand over would know that they were not only safe, but accessible to themselves and other people who wished to see them. So Lord Henneker succeeded in getting funding, ensured that a temporary museum was opened at Castle Russian, whilst a permanent home was found. And then the final lieutenant governor who played an important role was Sir William Fry after the, the First World War. And when he opened the Manx Museum on the 2nd of November 1922, newspapers report that he said, and I quote, I think on behalf of all here present, we shall desire to congratulate the trustees of this museum on the fulfilment of what has been a long-hoped and long-worked-for event. That is the establishment of a Manx Museum. Everyone who calls himself a true Manxman or Manxwoman is, I am sure, delighted that this museum has been established at last, because it is more essential now than it ever was for all people who desire to preserve their nationality and their own character, that they should have a storehouse for their antiquities and history of the past. That has at least been accomplished. And he went on to say, some may think this museum rather small, but when you go around, you will find a very large number of exhibits, which we owe to the kindness of many donors. 
All museums must have small beginnings, but there is no reason why this museum should not grow. It has always been in the minds of the trustees that this should be an educational centre for the island. One hour spent in a museum will be worth many hours spent in book. So, in effect, I am standing on the shoulders of giants. Lieutenant governors and Manx scholars who had the vision to recognise the importance of a museum on the island, specifically designed to collect, protect, preserve, study and exhibit Manx cultural and historical items of significance for the education and enrichment of the people of the Isle of Man. So with that in mind, and from small beginnings, it gives me a huge amount of pleasure to formally declare this exhibition, Manx Museum 100, formally open. Thank you very much indeed. The eighth Manx Bard, Michael Manning, and His Excellency the Lieutenant Governor, Sir John Lorimer. Cust of Lintoner de Henne on Shachle, Hilshin and Eleanor, Charlotte Jane Henry, Sajagamach ne Vagintek ons Etchel. Talinigen ne Urgen, Gremitschachle stu Gort ons plate menach, de Hummel and Du. As treta peber corrit herrische plate as tat brugit regalia, to jollu fegit yet a feber. Ta femer jinu plate urlu roll lau, yorish de glosa. De getten reirisch grebigen as nyau reid, jinnach kummel doen jis, acht ne keerten ta Eleanor jinnu image ridden jau jurgit gurishen, se jollo jintok. At Studio 42 in Bayview Road, Port St. Mary, there's an exhibition by artist Charlotte Jane Henry. With lots of chatter going on inside, Charlotte and I stood at the door as she told me about her exhibition. It's mainly to launch my Manx etchings calendar for 2023 and the etchings that feature in the calendar are displayed on the wall and also Eben has helped to select some of my paintings to uh, frame and go alongside them so there's quite a selection mm. of my work. Mm. Now the etchings, obviously uh, we, we had a discussion about your etchings and you described the, the process to us uh, previously in, in Chaclay but in addition to the etching of course you also colour them so perhaps you could take us through that side of it. Uh, yeah, colour's really important to me because I think that helps to draw out the composition that I really want to highlight because I like unusual views that really get my attention and the colours help bring that to life and I use um, light fast watercolour paint so it won't fade and I enjoy that process very much. The etching itself now, you see a view and at some point you have to reverse the image so that you can start etching it onto a plate. What particular views attract you? What is it about certain elements of the landscape that bring you in to want to make an etching of them? I like to choose a composition which is very unusual and different so that the eye is 
drawn into a way of looking at it that might be different to the way other people see it perhaps and it might be hopefully enlightening it enlightens me anyway to see my own island in a different uh, perspective and so I sometimes alter things around a little bit and if I see a composition I like I might sort of change the angle of where certain features are move it around just to get the overall effect so composition is everything and I often see them when I'm out in our little camper van and I'll just stop and say yeah that's it that's the place and then do a quick sketch and a photograph or two and then take that essence of having been there and actually seen it and put that into the etching you know if, if people like them that's a bonus I just do it because I love it and it's quite a, a physical process quite a visceral process in a way etching and what you put into it is not necessarily what you get out of it either uh, no that's what I like about etching especially using nitric acid on zinc because it bites quite quickly and you can uh, leave it to have um, bite sort of unusual effects which I like so I have an idea of what I'd like the etching to be but in fact it kind of I let the medium do its own magic um, and so sometimes I end up with something that is quite removed from my initial plan but is still based on the composition um, the actual printing is very uh, physical turning the handle to um, to produce a, a print of each etching. But they're all counted as originals because they're hand-done and hand-watercoloured. So when people hear the word print, they think, oh, right, like photocopying. But it, it's not. It's an original um, piece of artwork created especially each time. Um, but I have got rheumatoid arthritis in my hands and so turning the handle on the etching press is quite difficult for me. Mm, yeah. yeah. But apart from the etchings on the wall, you also, as, as you mentioned, have some of your paintings. Uh, now, again, uh, they're very much of the landscape. It's something that you're, you're very passionate about. I am. I'm very passionate about our island. Always have been. I'm, I've got Manx roots and was born here uh, 61 years ago in Douglas. Um, with Banks ancestry all the way back to the 1700s at least and um, it's, it's, it's just such a wonderful place to live and I'm inspired by the land and the seascapes of course there's a lot of sea around the island and I think that just is, is inspirational in itself I never take I never take anything for granted. Um, you know, I've had a lot of things happen in my life and so every day is important and special to me and every view is special. And apart from the etchings and the paintings which people are able to buy, they can also take away a sort of souvenir in a way, as you say, in the 2023 calendar. I hope so. I hope they like it. And yes, it's a, it's a selection of views that perhaps are unusual and certainly the process is unusual. So the reproductions in the calendar are pretty unique, I suppose. They, um, and certainly they're available as a memento of the exhibition throughout 2023. Oh,
Charlotte Jane Henry, and her exhibition can be seen at Studio 42 in Bayview Road, Port St. Mary, where you can also buy a copy of her 2023 etchings calendar, produced with the support of the Isle of Man Arts Council. And as an added bonus, the exhibition, which continues in Studio 42 throughout November, also contains artwork by Shane Lucas. Gawen Chejagilgach Tayach der Kummel Lech Blain Oil und Kunyan J. Ned Madrill, Rare Karl and Aramach Robert Thompson, Hogan Hid Lech Ned Madrill, Savle Naichi Jegas Kierfida Shea. Nai Blain and Asanmi, Treva Filgon the Skrudair den Chejagilgach, Hogge Erbun Felia Gilgach, the Kummel Tachert Nelia, Mushen Treva and Lech Ned Madrill, Dwe Jint as Heng Shen de Wei Enmesich and Khoosh. The Manx Language Festival, the Khoosh, started yesterday, Wednesday the 2nd of November. There have been events today, Thursday the 3rd of November, and this evening there are two more events taking place. Here's in Grenida, the Manx Language Development Officer of Culture Vanin, Ruth Kegin Gell, to tell us about those and about the rest of the festival. So the one at seven o'clock is taking place in the Methodist Hall in St John's and it'll be a great song evening, a really, really good chance to go and listen to the creative you know, musicality of the Bunskal Gilgach and Munjavega. So it's a jointly run event that evening and you'll hear performances from the likes of Unkherer, the Manx Gaelic Community Choir through the Bunskal and also hear the children singing and also have a chance to have a sing yourself as well. So they'll be getting people to join in with some much-loved songs. So you can come along, have a sing, or just listen and enjoy being part of the audience. So that's completely free to go to, 7 till 9 o'clock. And then after that, there's a, a Manx conversation session at the White House in Peel from 9 o'clock onwards. So if you've got some Manx and you'd like to come along and practice, or if you're a fluent speaker, you know, they're open to everybody to come along and join in a lovely, friendly group. So come along after nine o'clock to the White House. And Hoosh is taking place all over the island. And on Friday the 4th, we move up to Ramsey. The Koosh is organised by lots of different language organisations and individuals as well, coordinated by myself, but with everybody's input. There wouldn't be a Koosh without everybody taking part and doing things. So that's really represented by the fact that there are lots of events all around the island. So up in the north or down the north, I should say, <laughs> in the morning, there'll be a Manx language conversation pop up at 10 o'clock till 11 o'clock in the Mad Hatter's Cafe, and that's in Ramsey. That's a nice group to come along to. And then just after that, meeting around the corner, just by the Penny Farthing Shop on the green there, you can go along for a walking tour in Manx around Ramsey, and that's from about 11 a.m., that is weather dependent, so just mm-hmm. keep your eye on learnmanx.com forward slash koosh just to make sure that it's not cancelled if there's awful rain. So those are taking place up um, or down in Ramsey. And then in the afternoon, there's, we're going to Peel, afternoon and evening. So there's a, a lunchtime listens session, and that's taking place in the House of Manannan in Peel, and that's at one o'clock, and that's free to go to as well. And um, what that is, is really looking at the language 
Irish recordings that have been made over the years and they've been digitised. And so Nicola Toombs, who's the assistant curator at Manx National Heritage, will be playing some of the recordings, talking a bit about how they were made. And they're really popular, these lunchtime listen sessions that Manx National Heritage do. And this will be a real treat to go to in the Couche. Nicola's great as well. And in the evening... There's a wonderful event, and I love this one. This made me smile so much last year I went along, and it's called Crunach Vananach Ashunach. And if anyone's ever been to an ice Steadford, like at the Braid or something like that, it's a bit along those lines. So super, super informal competitions. You can get up and have a go, or you can just sit and be enjoy being part of the audience. And there's all sorts of stuff. There's a spelling bee for children under the age of 14. There's a song class. Anyone can get involved with songs. If you have have a couple of songs in Manx why not get up and have a go a stump speech in Manx there's even a bring your best buffet item class and a dialect poetry class as well so that'll be lovely it was one of the best I think events of the Couch last year so this is back by popular demand people had really wanted it to happen again and that's five pounds for adults and two pounds on the door for children and it's organized by Encrunyach and you can find the programme online as well so you can find out all about the classes and if you want to come along to that that's at the Corran Hall in Peel at 7 o'clock Crunyach Vananach Ashunach on Saturday the 5th there'll be an event up in Laxey between 11am to 4pm and that's called Kush Cavern as crew and that really represents what's going on at the event so it's things like refreshments which is represented by the cavern part of the title meaning cup so you can go along and enjoy light lunches and cakes and teas and coffees provided by Munjeverga there's also craft to buy Manx language crafts and books as well so that's sort of the crew part of the title and you can go along and play games there's easy games there in Manx have a bit of claw to some conversation and have a bit of a couche with other people and there's all sorts of information from different language organisations too there so you can find out about different organisations what they do and there's even story time as well for children throughout the day at half eleven half twelve half one half two and half three so children can come and listen to a story in Manx and lots and lots of other things and activities for all the family to do so come along to that that's completely free and that's taking place in the institute in Laxey throughout the day via Lair 11am to 4pm. On Sunday the 6th of November there are two Christmas song workshops. There's one at 11am until midday and that one's really aimed at beginners who've maybe never sung in Manx before or have sung a little bit in Manx and they don't have to be Manx speakers to go along to that. They're easier Christmas songs with repetition and easier lyrics there and also at two o'clock there's slightly more in-depth songs that are being taught so I've put kind of more for intermediates but it's really for people who want to get their teeth into maybe more of a carol or something like that so we'll be having a look at some traditional Manx carvels and that would be really great for any parents at the Bunskull for example who go along to the Christmas service and want a little bit of a helping hand before the Christmas service to just go through a couple of the songs there so they feel nice and confident so both of those are happening in the west the beginner class 11am to 12 is at 
the House of Manannan, upstairs in the St. Patrick's Isle suite, and that's free. And then the second one, two o'clock to three o'clock, is happening at Culture Vannon, and that's the one which is for more confident learners. And you can just book by emailing me, gilg at culturevannon.im, or just going to the website, learnmanx.com, right through to the Koosh page, and you can find a sign-up link there, just because there's limited space. So it'd be great to have those sign-ups. And then just the last one, last event of the Koosh is more Calortis. It's always good to have a chat. And that's at three o'clock till four o'clock in Green's Cafe in St. John's. And that's organised by Ncezeg Gilgach. Everybody's welcome. And come along for a cup of tea, Kevin the hay, and a bit of brie and a bit of cake. Good on my morning. Oh, should have And Grenida, Ruth Kegan Gell, telling us about the Koosh Manx Language Festival, continuing this evening, Thursday the 3rd of November, and through till this Sunday afternoon, the 6th of November. As Shen Jera Shachlech we come to the end of this edition of Shachlech. So from me, Bob Carswell, as Masol von Pien, Robert Akarslach, Sledniu.